The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilkham. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into One and All. Thanks for tuning in today. A brand new week here on the Catholic Morning Show. I am John Leonetti, your host. It's Monday, September 11th, the 22nd anniversary of the Twin Tower um, uh, bombing. And it was, um, boy, in fact, Deacon Mark and I were just talking about this right right before, you know, where we were during those times. It's a day that we never forget, a day that today we'll continue to pray uh, for the victims of that, as well as um, those still mourn their families um, th- th- that lost families. So we'll have some of that for you coming up today as well. Also, uh, yesterday, this is really interesting. Um, an entire family was beatified. Uh, Matt, you going to talk about that in the news? Okay, Matt's going to talk a little bit about that in the news. And uh, I got a couple comments on it I thought was really, really cool. So first ever, we'll have that for you coming up here in just a few minutes. Also on the show, Jim Pepandrea, Dr. Jim Pepandrea is going to be on, Catholic professor and author of the book Praying the Psalms, The Divine Getaway to Lexio Divina and Contemplative Prayer. I, I think it's, a, I believe it's the most powerful way to pray is contemplative prayer. Um, Alexio Divina is a, is a part of that as well. We're going to talk to him about it. And really, if you've never heard of it before, or maybe you, you really would like to get into it some ways that we can do just that with uh, Dr. Jim Pepandrea coming up at about 7.15 today. Our Ut Fidem uh, coordinator, director of Ut Fidem, Addie Kroger, is going to be on at 7.45 for our monthly Ut Fidem segment. And if you've got some questions, you know, kind of where do the kids go after Utfidum. Um, do they remain in kind of an Utfidum program in college? And what is that looking like? We'll have that for you coming up in the second half hour as well. Joe Stopulus, host of Man Up, is going to preview his 9 o'clock show. It's going to be a busy Monday. Let's do it. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. For Vincentians, every encounter with our fellow man is an opportunity to share a spark of the divine fire as we walk with them in their daily challenges. To support their mission of helping others help themselves, visit svdpdsm.org. Good morning, I'm Matt Wilcombe. People in Morocco slept in the streets of Marrakesh for a third straight night as soldiers and international aid teams in trucks and helicopters began to fan into remote mountain towns hit hardest by a historic earthquake. The disaster killed more than 2,100 people, a number that is expected to rise, and the U.N. estimated that 300,000 people were affected by Friday night's magnitude 6.8 quake. Amid offers from several countries, including the United States and France, Moroccan officials said Sunday that they are accepting international aid from just four countries, Spain, Qatar, Britain, and the United Arab Emirates. On a day of joy in Poland, the Catholic Church on Sunday for the first time beatified an entire family at once. 
Yosef and Victoria Uma and their seven children who were martyred during World War II for sheltering two Jewish families from the Nazis. The Beatification Mass, presided over by Cardinal Marcelo Semeraro, Prefect of the Dicastery for the Causes of Saints, was attended by some 30,000 people in the family's village of Markowa in southeastern Poland. Those beatified received the title Blessed and may receive public veneration at the local or regional level. Pretty awesome, huh? Yeah. An entire family. Oh, it's a harrowing story as well. I mean, can you re- can you just imagine? There's got to be a movie on this family or something. Oh, yeah. You know? Is there a, any books on him yet? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are, but I this is so, sort out. of a little known yeah. story, So, but I'm, I'm sure now that they're beatified. Just amazing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out more and more. Yep. Texas jumped seven spots to number four in the Associated Press College football poll on Sunday after beating Alabama, and the Pac-12 became just the t- second conference to place as many as eight teams in an AP Top 25. Georgia received 55 ver- first-place votes to remain the clear number one. Michigan was number two with two first-place votes. Number three, Florida State, received three first-place votes and moved up a spot. Meanwhile, Iowa is back in the AP poll at number 25 after Saturday's victory in Ames. Uh. <laughs> and now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, Friday night, high school football heard on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. It was week three, and it was second-ranked Dowling Catholic improving its record to 3-0 and as the Maroons defeated number seven Ankeny by the score of 35-14 at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Dowling Catholic was led by junior running back Rashad Davis, 36 carries for 242 yards and three touchdowns on the night. Seventh-ranked Agony falls to a record of one and two. And on Saturday, it was college football, the annual Iowa-Iowa State game, and it was number 24 Iowa defeating the Iowa State Cyclones by the score of 20-13 to in Ames. That was Iowa's sixth straight win in Ames as the visitor. Iowa Hawkeye head football coach Kirk Ferentz picked up his 200th career win. And yesterday, the National Football League kicked off week one of its NFL season. And some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday in Minneapolis, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Minnesota Vikings by the score of 20 to 17. While in Indianapolis, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Indianapolis Colts by the score of 31-21. In Cleveland, it was the Cleveland Browns defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 24-3. And in Chicago, it was the Green Bay Packers defeating the Chicago Bears by the score of 38-20 at Soldier Field in Chicago. On Thursday night, the Detroit Lions defeated the Kansas City Chiefs by the score of 21-20 in Kansas City. Tonight, NFL Monday Night Football, the end of week number one in the NFL, has the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. They'll kick off at 7-15 in New York. That game will be televised on ABC and ESPN. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, three weeks are now left in the regular season, which ends on October 1st in Major League Baseball. And here's how some of the Midwest teams that were in action did on Sunday. In interleague play, the New York Mets defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of 2 to nothing in Minneapolis. The Twins still in first place with a seven-game lead going into this week over second-place Cleveland Guardians. And at Yankee Stadium in New York, the New York Yankees defeated the first-place Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 4-3 to three in 13 innings. 
The Milwaukee Brewers remain in first place with a three-game lead over second-place Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. In the National League yesterday, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks by the score of 5-2 at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in Cincinnati, it was the Cincinnati Reds defeating the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 7-1. In the American League yesterday, the Detroit Tigers defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 3-2 in Detroit. While in Toronto, it was the Blue Jays defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 5-2. And this Friday night will be week four of the high school football season. It'll be 10th ranked Waukee Northwest with a record of 2-1, taking on 2nd ranked Dowling Catholic, undefeated at 3-0. Our pregame begins at 6.30 Friday night with kickoff at 7 o'clock from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines in a 5A district matchup. Join Matt Mandring, John Chidel, and me for the broadcast this Friday night as Iowa Catholic Radio simulcasts with CISN.TV's live stream. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, the King Ranch in Texas is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. What's the King Ranch? It's a very famous ranch that developed first uh, developed uh, the, the famous Longhorn breed hmm. from Texas. And then also the iconic Running W brand. Wow. That sort of tamed the West. You're out of my league here in banter. I don't know. I don't know any of this. <laughs> well, yeah. You'll have to, I guess, we'll leave it see at that. it to believe it. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. But that sounds... sounds they have a long cool. reach okay, back into go. history. There you go. I like it. <laughs> Clearly it was John's first rodeo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Mark, what do we got for the weather? Well, we had uh, some rain move through overnight uh, that's still lingering in the southeastern part of the state. But we're going to have uh, clouds and patchy fog this morning, clearing out this afternoon for mostly sunny skies later today, a high near 70 Overnight, it'll be mostly clear with a low around 49. And tomorrow, sunny with a high near 73. Currently around the area, cloudy in Des Moines in 59. Marshalltown at 58. Centerville still seeing some of that rain in 62 degrees. Creston at 59. Weather today is brought to you by Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, a Catholic-owned and operated funeral home with locations in Urbandale, Adel, and Winterset. Learn more at caldwellparish.com. I'm Deacon Mark Campbell, and that's your Iowa Catholic Radio Network forecast. Thank you. Hey, shout out to uh, Kristen and Brandon, who I saw this morning at the gym that are listening to the show right now. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, Brandon and her boyfriend, her girlfriend, Kristen. Listening. Well, very good. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen and Brandon. Those uh, that couple. They're a cute couple. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to see them. But they're listening this morning. And um, yeah, good to see you guys. What were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Okay. Matt, I was talking to Matt. Sorry. Have you ever felt wronged? Someone ever wronged you? You felt that uh, maybe they said something behind your back. Maybe they, um, maybe they uh, had just been someone that you haven't gotten along with. Uh, maybe they, maybe they're not friends with a friend of yours, and uh, maybe you just don't like them because of that. Or you feel maybe you've done something wrong to someone else. Well, the Holy Father had a little reflection on Sunday, reflecting on the theme of fraternal correction. Fraternal correction. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 18, 15 to 20, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. Fraternal correction is, quote, one of the highest expressions of love, the Pope says, and also the most demanding because it is not easy to correct others. So someone's wronged you 
And you think to yourself, well, I, 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 uh, <laughs> we're not big fans of that, right? So what do we do? Well, we go and tell maybe a friend or maybe a few friends. And we talk about it, don't we? We talk about it. We stew about it. Kind of gets bigger and bigger in our minds. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. And pretty soon, about two years later, we're still holding on to it, aren't we? Instead of really just going to the person. Going to the person, sitting down with them as the Lord instructs. And say, hey, you've hurt me. Or going to someone that you've hurt and said, hey, hey, I've hurt you. And I know I have. And I'm sorry. See, dialogue like this, fraternal correction is something that I, I really came to understand and learn in seminary because you're living with a bunch of guys and when you're living with a bunch of guys like that it's not always easy i don't know if you've ever lived in community before it's one of the hardest things in the world because everything's shared right nothing's really yours everything is shared and and we come from a society and we come from a place where we we want everything to be ours or it's just kind of an entitlement society right an entitlement culture in our lives and we think well that i deserve that or i deserve to live this kind of way And then when that gets kind of messed up by other people, because, you know, holiness would be easy, as Mother Angelica said, without people. When all that gets messed up, then we sit back and, you know, we get angry about it. We stew. But oftentimes what we don't do is go to the person, sit down with the person. It's it's easier because maybe some of us don't like confrontation. Maybe it's easier just to kind of sweep it under the rug, not think about it, even though we do think about it. Or it's just easier to gossip. But here lies, here lies life. And the Holy Father is giving us just, again, another reminder of what our Lord says in Matthew 18, 15 to 20. Go and sit down with them. Talk to them. You never know, really. There's people that have hurt me that, that I've sat down with, and, and they said, I had no idea. I had no idea that, that this, this hurt you. Or that I've hurt, and I've thought, thought to myself, I had no idea. But, you know, going and, and sitting down with someone, oh, can really be good for the soul. So I don't know if there's someone in your life right now that you just need to sit down with. Maybe it's someone you haven't talked to for years and it's still kind of lingering. Call them up. It takes courage. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be one of the most difficult things you do. But anything that's worth it is difficult. Anything that's worth it, especially there, is going to be difficult. Don't like the plague of gossip or the plague of kind of that festering or stirring, stay within you. Talk to them. Then if they don't listen, we got another story. Coming up right after this, Jim Papandrea, Dr. James Papandrea, uh, professor and author of the new book, Praying the Psalms, The Divine Getaway uh, to Lexio Divina, a Contemplative Prayer. If you haven't heard of Lexio Divina, we're going to talk about that when we come back. Also, I think the most powerful way to pray, Contemplative Prayer, next. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion. Join me on Friday, December the 8th at the Embassy Suites for Iowa Catholic Radio's annual dinner in December. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you in downtown Des Moines. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. 
Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 16th at Christ the King on the south side of Des Moines. All the proceeds from the catered dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 16th as we dance for life at Christ the King in Des Moines. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Story Construction, a 100% employee-owned general contractor, construction manager, and design builder serving a variety of commercial markets throughout Iowa. Learn more about career opportunities at storycon.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Yeah, good. Good. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up, second half hour, Addie Kroger is going to be on director of Oot Feedem. We're going to talk about this great program for our Oot Feedem segment. Make sure to stick around. Also, Joe Stopulos, host of Man Up, is going to preview his show. Let's go to our next guest, Catholic professor, author, and speaker, Dr. James Pepindred. Uh, Jim, right? Dr. Jim? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Go. Good morning. Good morning to you. Praying the Psalms, a divine getaway to Lexio Divina and contemplative prayer. I, I believe, Doctor, contemplative prayer is the most powerful way to pray. Well, it is, uh, it is a beautiful way to pray. And uh, as, as some of the mystics will say, it's, it's maybe not for everyone. It's maybe a little bit more advanced way to pray. Um, but if you want to get into contemplative prayer... The way into it is is definitely through uh, Lectio Divina and what we call breathing prayer, and all of that is uh, is covered in this book. But most of the book is the prayers themselves from the Psalms. All right, so I was introduced to Lectio Divina uh, during my first year of major seminary, um, and that was uh, the summer before at uh, Institute of Priestly Formation in Omaha, Nebraska, and it changed my life. Uh, help people understand what this way of prayer is, because I, I think the whole world needs to know. Yeah, it, well, Lectio Divina, uh, you know, you can translate that a bunch of different ways, but it's Latin for uh, divine reading, right? And, um, you know, what is divine reading but the Scriptures? It is it is reading the Bible, but not necessarily to study it, more to pray it and to pray the words of revealed scripture mm. to pray the words of Jesus, to pray the words of the prophets, to pray the words of the psalmist. And the point being that, you know, we can make up our own words, right? But who are we to think that we can make up better words to pray than revealed scripture? And so um, so this is a way into the scriptures uh, as prayer, connecting uh, sacred scripture with prayer. It's a beautiful thing. Well, walk us through it. How, how does this work? I go, I sit down, I, do I have to be in front of the Blessed Sacrament or in a church? What does that look like? Well, you don't have to, although uh, we certainly recommend that, but it can be done anywhere. Um, you know, it, it, it really originates as a way to continue devotion outside of the Mass and outside of liturgy um, as a way to, you know, one way to obey 
uh, uh, the advice of St. Paul to pray without ceasing, right? So, so, so this really is one of the first expressions of what we might call personal devotion mm-hmm. or private prayer. And, um, and, and the way it works is simply to read small uh, sections of Scripture, again, not to study it, and not even really to understand it, but to enter into it and submit yourself to it. And, um, and so by reading a smaller passage of Scripture, by not worrying too much about, um, you know, meaning or theology per se, uh, what we, we find the words in there that speak to our soul, and we use those words as a prayer. And, um, and, and we, in fact, we pray those words over and over as a prayer, you know, the same way we pray the Our Father uh, over and over and more than once, the same way we, we pray the Hail Mary over and over. We pray the words of Scripture. Um, well, the, the Our Father and the Hail Mary are the words of Scripture. And so uh, we, we pray other words from Scripture, too, and we, um, and we enter into prayer by sort of, you know, setting aside our own agendas and, and, and submitting our own words to the words of, of divine Scripture. Yeah. I, I, it, when, when you really take this on, as you said, uh, Doctor, it, it's not you, right? It's the Holy Spirit. It, you just, you allow, right. because this is what prayer is. It's the Spirit, as the Catechism says, groaning within us. So all we're doing, really, when, when we're sitting down and we're reading these words, or, or it doesn't have to be Scripture, as you said, it could be a book on the saints or anything. We're just allowing, we're stirring up the spirit within our hearts. We're just allowing that. Uh, there's a, an example. Someone gave the example. I don't remember who this was. I know they're right here from Des Moines of kind of like chocolate milk and chocolate syrup and milk. Oh, it's Tim Jameson. That's who does it. Tim J, you, you pour the chocolate syrup in, it goes to the bottom of the cup. And you take a spoon, you just stir it, right? That's, that's what the Holy Spirit does. When we allow the spirit in like this, ah, the stirring starts to happen. Huh? And he speaks. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And of course, St. Paul tells us that, you know, precisely in those moments when we don't have the words to pray, when we don't know what to say to God, the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf. Um, and, you know, most of us, if, if we're not careful, we won't give the time, give the Holy Spirit time to actually do that or the opportunity to do that. But Lectio Divina is, is a great way to give the Holy Spirit the, the time and the space to, uh, to pray on our behalf and, and, uh, and so, it, you know, it, what I've done with this book is I've pulled out the sections of the Psalms where the psalmist is praying directly to God, and I've... Oh, do we drop them? I think we just lost them, unfortunately. Ooh. Oh, sorry about that, Doctor. We'll try to get them on. Oh, to be able to close it out, we apologize. Had a couple of phone issues this morning with the rain going down, as was happened. But look, this is when he was saying right here, this is this is a powerful way to pray. And it's a way in which it's a way in which, um, you know, when the Psalms uh, take over within us, it it can really um, it can take a uh, a, a fiery place within our lives. Deacon Mark, you're coming in here right now. You fan Alexio Davina. Oh, turn his mic on, will you, Brady? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I think the uh, it, this actually strikes right where I was at this morning. I was doing morning prayer and the, uh, you know, from the liturgy of the hours and, and you know, we get three psalms and we get a, a reading, so a fair amount of scripture that's yeah. involved with that uh, daily prayer and to try to find that uh, uh, one one thing that stands out to you when you're, when, when you're in reflection, 
you know, it, it uh, finds you though. I found, you know, I no, mean, it really totally. does. Sometimes, sometimes you're right. So I, sometimes I get in the way, you know, I'm, I'm kind of forcing it. It's like, no, I, I really just want to kind of pray here. Just kind of this easy one. And the Lord just kind of hits you over the head with that spiritual two by four and says, uh, uh-uh, uh, I want you working on this part of your life right, right here. Well, right? we had uh, teams of our lady gathered on, on, and the prayer was our topic for, uh, for a teams of our lady group on yeah. And we was just reminded that, uh, you know, we call it Bible Bible bingo is what we call it in our house, or you know, where you just open up the open up the scriptures and and, and read until something strikes you. Yeah, and uh, that's Lexio Divina, really. Yeah, I mean, in its simplest form, it's just opening and reading, take and read, as uh, the Lord would say to Saint Augustine, that would that would spark his conversion, right? right? Take and read, and and reading is a powerful way of prayer, you know, and and allowing the, the the Holy Spirit to be able to work in that. But again, you know, this isn't our doing; this is God's doing, and and I get it. Sometimes it can be a little difficult when you kind of say, "Lord, here's the reins, here's the reins to my life, here's the reins to you know everything about me, here's the reins to my family," because that's essentially what prayer is. It's giving it over. It's trust, um, and it's the most basic and fundamental part of the Christian life, right? I mean, there's there's nothing more because it's what we were created for: communion, communio, with God. And when we do that, when we pray, we become like Him. That's what He wants to do within our lives to be able to make us one like him who is pure love. So, you know, look, you don't need a special book on this Mm -mm. to be able to, uh, to start. There are a lot of books on this to be able to help you in this. Uh, There's one, this is, you know, one we were just talking about the praying, the Psalms uh, could be a really good start for us. I know divine treasures has some really good kind of introductory, um, you know, ways of prayer that, that we'll talk about Lexio Divina and also talk about contemplative, contemplative prayer, but you got a Bible in your house, you got a, maybe a book on a saint or someone, just sit down, take 10 minutes and ask the Lord to be able to speak to your hearts. Don't expect to hear voices. If you do go see a doctor first and foremost, okay? You're not going to hear any voices probably, or the clouds parting, see anything miraculous, but because that's not how the Lord usually speaks. He usually speaks in the quiet whispers, whispering of our heart. So just allow the Holy Spirit to be able to work there. All right, we'll um, try to reschedule them on another time. The book, Praying the Psalms, it's not out yet. Release date is going to be November 21st, by the way. The Divine Getaway to Lexio Divina and Contemplative Prayer. We'll have them on again before um, before the release date. All right, second half hour coming up. Joe Stopulis, host of Man Up, going to preview his 9 o'clock show. Director of Utfina, Matty Kroger, is going to be on as well to give us an update for our monthly segment here on the Catholic Morning Show. John Linetti, don't go anywhere. Let's go right now to your Gospel and Daily Reflection. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath, so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. But he realized their intentions and said to the man with the withered hand, Come up and stand before us. And he rose and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? Looking around at them all, he then said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they became enraged and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. We see how many of Jesus' miracles occur on the Sabbath day, the Lord's day. 
The Sabbath is the God's reminder to us that he is at work. Six days of the week are given to us to work, to be about the works of men, as it were. But the Sabbath is the day in which we are especially conscious of God's work, what God is doing in our lives. Of course, that takes place in the hour of worship, which she dedicates to the Lord at Sunday Mass. But our whole Sabbath is meant to be a reminder of God being at work in our lives. Are we aware of this? Do we help participate in the ways that God is at work by carrying out the corporal and spiritual works of mercy? These are especially appropriate on the Sabbath day when Jesus seeks to heal rather than to tear down, to do good rather than to do evil. Let us continue praying for each other and may God bless you. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at westgatedentalia.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Next Generation Realty, a Catholic and family-owned flat-fee brokerage serving central Iowa since 1994. Next Generation Realty can handle every step of the process of buying or selling a home. Learn more at nextgenerationrealty.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Now talk about courage today. We'll have uh, have a great story for your Saint of the Day coming up just around the corner. Also, maybe a couple ways to stay a little more patient in your marriage. We'll have um, some ways to be able, simple ways. And DeSantis has a really good blog post I'd like to get to on ways to, uh, simple ways again, to be able to increase greater love within your marriage. We'll have those three ways for you coming up here in just a little bit. Addie Kroger, also of Wood Feedham, is going to give us an update on what's happening this month. All right, let's go now. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. For Vincentians, every encounter with our fellow man is an opportunity to share a spark of the divine fire as we walk with them in their daily challenges to support their mission of helping others help themselves. Visit svdpdsm.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. People in Morocco slept in the streets of Marrakesh for a third straight night as soldiers at international and in international aid teams in trucks and helicopters began to fan into remote mountain towns hit hardest by a historic earthquake. The disaster killed more than 2,100 people, a number that is expected to rise. And the United Nations estimated that 300,000 people were affected by Friday night's magnitude 6.8 quake. Amid offers from several countries, including the U.S. and France, Moroccan officials said Sunday that they are accepting international aid from just four countries, Spain, Qatar, Britain, and the United Arab Emirates. 
On a day of joy in Poland, the Catholic Church on Sunday, for the first time, beatified an entire family at once. Josef and Victoria Uma and their seven children who were martyred during World War II for sheltering two Jewish families from the Nazis. The beatification mass, presided over by Cardinal Marcelo Semeraro, prefect of the Dicastery for the Causes of Saints, was attended by some 30,000 people in the family's village of Markova in southeastern Poland. Those beatified received the title blessed and may receive public veneration at the local or regional level. And the child in her womb was beatified. Is this that family or no? I think they made a clarification on that. Did they? Is that it wasn't quite to that level because the, the, the child was not you know baptized, but there was a sort of baptism of blood yeah. that happened at that time. Yeah. I think the Vatican made a clarification on that. So did... So is the child baptized? Or, I'm sorry, is the child uh, a, a blessed? I don't know if, if we we can classify that child as yeah. as one of those, actually. Vatican didn't clarify that? I think there was, uh, I've, I've got to go back and look at it, but there was a yeah. clarification that was made. Huh. I'd be interested in that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Primary Healthcare, the Des Moines-based safety net healthcare provider, has received two million a two million dollar federal grant to invest in maternal health care and address disparities among vulnerable populations. The funding is part of federal officials' larger effort to address poor maternal health outcomes among populations who are at highest risk for complications, including those with health insurance cover without health insurance coverage, rather, or women of color. Federal officials say studies have shown black and indigenous women are three times more likely to die of pregnancy-related causes than white women in the U.S. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, Friday night, high school football heard on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. It was week three, and it was second-ranked Dowling Catholic improving its record to 3-0 and as the Maroons defeated number seven Ankeny by the score of 35-14 to 14 at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Dowling Catholic was led by junior running back Rashad Davis, 36 carries for 242 yards and three touchdowns on the night. Seventh rank agony falls to a record of one and two. And on Saturday, it was college football, the annual Iowa-Iowa State game, and it was number 24 Iowa defeating the Iowa State Cyclones by the score of 20-13 to 13 in Ames. That was Iowa's sixth straight win in Ames as the visitor. Iowa Hawkeye head football coach Kirk Ferentz picked up his 200th career win. And yesterday, the National Football League kicked off week one of its NFL season. And some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday in Minneapolis, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Minnesota Vikings by the score of 20 to 17. While in Indianapolis, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Indianapolis Colts by the score of 31-21. In Cleveland, it was the Cleveland Browns defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 24-3. And in Chicago, it was the Green Bay Packers defeating the Chicago Bears by the score of 38-20 at Soldier Field in Chicago. On Thursday night, the Detroit Lions defeated the Kansas City Chiefs by the score of 21-20 in Kansas City. Tonight, NFL Monday Night Football, the end of week number one in the NFL, has the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. They'll kick off at 7-15 in New York. That game will be televised on ABC and ESPN. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, three weeks are now left in the regular season, which ends on October 1st in Major League Baseball. And here's how some of the Midwest teams that were in action did on Sunday. 
In interleague play, the New York Mets defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of 2 to nothing in Minneapolis. The Twins still in first place with a seven-game lead going into this week over second-place Cleveland Guardians. And at Yankee Stadium in New York, the New York Yankees defeated the first-place Milwaukee Brewers by the score of 4-3 to in 13 innings. The Milwaukee Brewers remain in first place with a three-game lead over second-place Chicago Cubs in the National League Central. In the National League yesterday, the Chicago Cubs defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks by the score of 5-2 to two at Wrigley Field in Chicago. While in Cincinnati, it was the Cincinnati Reds defeating the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 7-1. to In the American League yesterday, the Detroit Tigers defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 3-2 to in Detroit. While in Toronto, it was the Blue Jays defeating the Kansas City Royals by the score of 5-2. to And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today, as we mentioned earlier, is Patriot Day. On September 11th, we honor the memory of the nearly 3,000 innocent victims who died in the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. Each year, Americans dedicate this day to remembering those who died and the first responders who risked their own lives to save others. You know, that game last night, uh, it wasn't really a game, but the Cowboys-Giants, you know, it, it's awesome to see both head coaches. One had a, um, a police department hat on, the other one had a fire department, New York fire department hat on. You know, on the opposite sides, which was really cool to see, and the whole, you know, had the, uh, the 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 flag that was, you know, draped the entire field, and it was really neat. Yeah, you know, well, we, how how we continue to honor those that lost their lives and those heroes that um, that went in trying to save them. Yeah, it was a day that really sort of united the country. Yeah, yeah, really was. So we'll pray for him today as we continue to pray for him today as we have Deacon Mark Campbell. What do we got for the weather? We've got uh, rain moving out of the state this morning. We'll have cloudy skies uh, for most of the morning, for much of the state, but this afternoon, clearing and mostly sunny with a high near 70. Tonight, mostly clear and a low around 49. Tomorrow, Tuesday, will be sunny with a high near 73. Currently, it's 59 and cloudy in Des Moines. Ames is 58 degrees. Osceola, 60 degrees and cloudy. In Oskaloosa, still seeing rain and 61 degrees. To get today's weather brought to you by... Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, a Catholic-owned and operated funeral home with locations in Urbandale, Adenale, and Winterset. Learn more at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, sir. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, courage tempered by compassion is a hallmark of today's saint. We celebrate today Saint Cyprian. He was a third-century bishop in northern Africa, following a period of peace between the anti-Catholic Roman Empire and Christians living within it. A new emperor, Decian, restarted heavy persecution. Christians that had entered the church during the time of peace sometimes found their faith seriously tested. Some wavered and either sacrificed to idols themselves to save their lives and the lives of their families or told authorities they had done so. What to do with these Christians and whether they should be admitted to the Eucharist was the burning question of the day. Cyprian charted, though, a middle course. Apostates, or those who had denied Jesus Christ in the faith, could be readmitted to the sacraments under very specific conditions, he said. If they had actually committed adultery, they could receive Holy Communion, but only upon death. If they had not committed adultery, they were, excuse me, idol, idolatry, excuse me, they were readmitted after a period of penance. 
This solution did not satisfy everyone, though, including Pope Stephen I. But centuries later, Cyprian's views have helped clarify the church's treatment of heresies, schisms, and apostasies. By making public statements on Christianity, Cyprian opened himself up for persecution, even by the church herself. He was called to Rome for trial, but refused to leave his city, stating that the people should have the witness of his own martyrdom. We ask today St. Cyprian to pray for us. Amen. Wow. It's a powerful saint, I'll tell you. Let's go to Joe Stopulus, host of Man Up Here in Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Coming off a fresh Hawkeye victory. How do you feel? John, I'll tell you what. I was actually at Prairie Fire Ministries in uh, Davenport, Iowa. I hope so. Davenport. I hope you and didn't have to see that. My cousin Ted, and, my cousin Ted, and me were both at Holy Mass. Yeah, and at the cathedral, the entirety of the games. So How did that feel? Of it. That, How did that? It, you tell uh, you, know, you exactly, tell it, Joe Stopulus you were going to be at Mass fifteen yeah, twenty uh, years ago during the Iowa yeah, State game. Uh, Would he believe that? It was literally it's a, during consecration. It was an, if the Lord was saying like. This is so much more important than what's going on out there. Yeah, obviously, is... it's tugging at me, right? It's obviously tugging at me. My natural instincts are what's going on during the game, right? And it's like, what is more important than this? And it was kind of, it was a cool, it was a very maturing thing for me, um, and in the, in the faith and in my own life. So yeah, it was it was great. And obviously, to find out later they won was yeah, nice. It was even better. I, for nothing, you. I literally. I know nothing of how the game went. Well, it was it was one of the most boring games of all time, of was course, it? and it okay. just that's just okay. the way it's Iowa State. It's the way we roll, right? Crazy. It's the way Crazy. we roll. Yeah. What do we got coming up on your uh, show? So today, Mr. Adam Story. So the Lyceum movement, which I know you talked about as well um, here in town, a really great uh, organization, uh, had a, had had its kind of annual. It's called the Festival of Ideas, and Adam did a. Uh, we did a contest, or an essay contest, where the people who would write these essays would submit them and then come read them and have a discussion. It's like an hour-long discussion on this topic. And the topic was self-care versus self-love. Mm. And uh, the people who submitted these uh, these various essays then came up, and we had, we had group discussions on this. You know, what is this? Because there's a big uh, market for self-care. i got to have my – got to do my sauna. I've got to do my uh, – you know, my drink. I've got to have my, my spa day, whatever these things are. And so the juxtaposition of those two things, well, Adam Story was one of the essay finalists. And so I'm going to have him on today and dive into this idea of what is, what is truly loving? What is, what is the best thing for us to do to ourselves? Is it just to take care of ourselves or is there something deeper than that? Yeah. So that's what we're going to explore today on the show. Sounds good to me. That's coming up this morning at 9 o'clock, everyone. If you miss it, you can always go to iowacatholicradio.com. All of them are there. Man Up is the podcast. Joe Stopulus is the host. We'll talk to you soon, brother. See you, John. All right. Coming up right after this, Eddie Kroger is going to be on. I'm going to give you um, a uh, just a quick, uh, I, I mentioned love is patient, three easy tips for your marriage. I'm going to give you these tips because I thought they were really good. I had it in the blog is fear from Ann DeSantis, one of my favorite little bloggers um, on the ca- in the Catholic world. Being a better listener, she says, one of the best ways to be patient is to take the time to listen today with your spouse. Ask the question, am I listening Number two, letting the other person have preference. It's not easy, not easy to do this when we let the other person have the first choice, the first say, or the last word. Today, will you give your spouse the first say, the first choice, or the last word? And also, pray. Pray to become more patient. And says prayer is essential in daily living in terms of virtue. Patience is a major virtue. 
since we are all challenged daily in terms of living it, a short prayer said to be more patient in the middle of a difficult moment goes a long way, most especially within our marriages and families. So pray for patience. Let the other person have the preference and ask yourself constantly, am I listening? It's all simple, isn't it? I know, I know. It's not simplistic. It's, e- it's not as easy as we all think, marriage and family life. But when you boil it all down, try to make it simple. All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Addie Kroger, director of Oot Feedem. For your monthly update, don't go anywhere. John Lanetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Ann Marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines this Monday, September 11th. The support group for caregivers is starting up again now that summer is over. Nourish for Caregivers is meeting on Wednesday, September 27th, starting at 6 o'clock at Holy Trinity Parish in Des Moines. This is for anyone who's a caregiver, for a parent, a spouse, or child. Questions? Contact Holy Trinity and ask for Deacon Dan Maxey. If you're interested in a first-hand account of what's happening in Ukraine right now, consider stopping by Emmaus House in Urbandale on Wednesday. Father Jim Kirby recently returned from his third trip since the war began. See his photos and hear his stories of what he's observed and heard. There's no cost to attend. Contact Emmaus House in Urbandale if you have questions, or go to their website, theemmaushouse.org. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne Marie Cox. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion. Join me on Friday, December the 8th at the Embassy Suites for Iowa Catholic Radio's annual dinner in December. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com, and I'll look forward to seeing you in downtown Des Moines. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance products for farm, ranch, machinery, livestock, and much more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Gold Dome Buildings. Gold Dome is locally owned and operated, serving Des Moines and surrounding areas since 1992. Builders of garages, farm buildings, customized backyard sheds and playhouses. GoldDomeIowa.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Laser Home Services. Catholic-owned and operated, Laser Home Services has been providing Central Iowa with electric, plumbing, heating, and cooling services since 2001. Learn more at laserhomeservices.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in. John Linetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Deacon Mark's going to be in for me tomorrow. I fly out to New York today and back tomorrow night. Real late, but uh, be back on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then, friends, I leave for um, for Rome and taking um, taking uh, fifty people with me. If you could just pray for us, I'd really appreciate it. That we can uh, be safe and have a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, let's go to our next guest, Director Vood Feedem, Addie Krogert. Good morning, John, and her son or daughter. Joins us. A little girl, actually. We found out. <laughs> we couldn't wait. It's yeah. a girl. That's awesome. Little girl. Now, in obviously, December. we're not giving names, obviously, but do we have names? We've definitely narrowed it down to four. And four? We're, we're heavily leaning towards one. Okay. So that's the name. Unless the Lord, you know, smacks us in the yeah. face and says, you know, it's it's something else. This is, this is, a, big, this is a big deal. Um, well, congratulations. Thank you. And I know <laughs> God's grace has got you going strong here. And as you said, things are going okay right now, which is always good. We'll pray for you. All right. Ut Fidem, uh, for those that haven't heard of it, give us a 30 second. 
Yeah, so Utfidam is a small group discipleship ministry. We started at Dowling Catholic High School back in 2017. Essentially, students come with five or six of their friends, and then we pair them up with an adult faith mentor, and they just learn the way of discipleship and walk with Christ every week. Um, it's weekly meetings. And this year, we actually also started at Holy Family High School, um, just outside of Denver, Colorado, as well as a school in Lansing, Michigan. So we are expanding, which three is Three high exciting. schools. Yeah, three Now, do you go schools. out there and try to launch it, or how does that work? Um, so far, they've we've helped them in their process of hiring a coordinator, and then they've sent them to us. Oh, good. Um, at the beginning of the school year, we did a little training with them, and um, we just sent them back, and they're they're fired up and ready to to launch at oh, their schools. Awesome. We've started a new year. So as you said, this is is this the sixth year? This Seventh is year seven. Year seven. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Um, what, what do we got on the docket? What are we doing this year? For wow. Well, I think one thing that's just outstanding is we're starting with more groups than we've ever had before. How many? So 44 small groups wow. are starting the school year before we even, you know, Times launch. six. Times six? Yeah. 44 times, oh. <laughs> right? With how many people are in there? Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. I think I was looking at the percentage. I think it's around 19 or 20% of the student body wow. is starting the year. And, you know, we add groups every month. Yeah. And then we have a brand new male coordinator. I think he'll be on next month with you, actually. Um, Rylan Jones, he's been killing it. We've had tons of kids in the office already, and he's only been there for a couple of weeks. Really? Kids are loving him. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then um, we have a new Seeking Above series is what we're calling it. Fridays during the student study hall, essentially, we have a speaker and come in, kind of launch a topic. And then we do a little discussion series. And our, we had our first one last week. I think we had like 54 students sign up to come. And so we're just excited to watch that grow over the course of the year alongside so so other stuff. They don't go to they don't go to study hall. They get permission to go to this. They can sign up instead of going to their regular study hall on Friday afternoons to come hear a, a talk on some type of Catholic wow. topic. Is that every week? Yeah. It, well, every week they have it. You know, sometimes we have pep assemblies and things, yeah. but I'd say at least three times a month. Very cool. So we're excited about that. And we're able to bring in a few guest speakers to Father Reed kicked off the year. And Uh-oh. So maybe that was part of the draw yeah. for the kids. I yeah. don't know, but That's it was awesome. great. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, they, they, okay, no, you got more on this year, right? Or no? No. Okay. I, so here's what I want to know. Kids go off, they graduate. Where are they now? They're so that the whole point of them is to this is to help keep them keep their faith, right? Mm-hmm. So as they graduate Dowling Catholic, I know you you because you got to have one foot in in there and then one foot in, in Dowling Catholic and the and the work that you're doing mm-hmm. uh, besides there. But the other one is really kind of seeing and keeping people accountable. How is how how are you growing in your faith in college? Yeah, I mean the whole reason we started the ministry in 2017 was because we wanted to help our Dowling graduates keep the faith beyond Dowling. Mm-hmm. And of course, that takes a lot of work while they're still at Dowling, but we want to see, are we actually accomplishing our mission after they leave us? And so last year, we completed a four-year study with an external group that um, basically looked at Ufidum alumni compared to just regular Dowling alumni. And they found that Ufidum alumni were 59% more likely to attend Mass four times or more a month than non-Ufidum alumni in their senior year of college, which was just crazy. So it, it wow. wasn't just so imme- just freshmen. Yeah. It wasn't just the freshmen immediately, you know, off their feet them high, That's but huge. their senior year. And I mean, you were just seeing, um, the study found that feet alumni were more likely to be committed to their faith in general, be more confident in defending it to continue growing in college. 
and engage in faith behaviors like daily prayer, mass, reconciliation, and getting involved in faith groups. And so those are the stats. But then when um, I was just talking with Kirby Power, who's our female coordinator, she's doing a lot, keeping in contact with students. We just started, you know, on a more qualitative side of things, telling, hearing the stories. Um, so, so far, we've only had two classes graduate, but we've had nine Utfidum alumni come back and actually mentor for Utfidum. Wow, that's cool. We've had, last year, there was over about 27 Utfidum alumni that attended the SEEK conference with Focus. So they traveled all to St. Louis. We know of over 70 students who have already gotten involved in Bible studies or faith groups on their campuses. Of the two classes that have graduated from college, we know um, two are focused missionaries. One is in Jesuit formation. One is a missionary with Christ in the city. Three are teaching in Catholic schools. Two are on CYC staff. One is working as a campus minister at UW-Madison. The list goes on. Um, Of those who are in college, well, we have three in seminary which is exciting. We had one that was a Damascus missionary this summer, one that started his own Catholic apparel line, and he's wrote um, a kid's book on Jesus's love. He's in college What's right now. What's the secret to this? Why, <laughs> Why do you think you're you know, seeing success? I literally was praying about this on my drive over here this morning, and I was just going back to 2 Timothy and you know how Paul instructed Timothy that if people don't have... I don't know, I'm going to translate an evangelist in their life or a mentor in their life. They're going to start wandering into myths. They have itching ears and they want to find things that will suit their own desires. But if there is an evangelist in their life that will show them the faith and walk with them, then they can persevere and fight the good fight. And I think that's what we're seeing um, here. So, I mean, read to Timothy four. It's powerful. It's, it's really ultimately where we get our name and our mission. Is it temptation? Is there ever temptation there thinking, why not more? Why not more? Yeah. Why, why, why don't we have more kids? Why don't we have more? <laughs> is, is, does the devil come into this and, and tempt a little bit? Uh, well, I mean, he tries. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I think if he, if he wasn't, then we probably wouldn't be doing our job right. because he, w- he wouldn't know. I'm trying to think, where, where, does, you know? where does he go at this program? Because you guys are having so much success. I mean, because he's, he's coming for it, right? I mean, this is what he does. You know that. We talk about, I mean, I just trained our two coordinators at the other schools, training Ryland, our new coordinator at Dowling, and we talk about different temptations to be aware of. And I think one of the number one things I talk about is the first thing that Satan's going to try to, you know, kick out is your own prayer life. Mm. If we're not staying rooted in prayer, then we're going to start doing things on our own accord. If Amen. we start doing things on our own accord, then what we're doing isn't of God. Um, we'll, we'll be doing things in vain. Right. Yep. And so, um, we really try to stay rooted in prayer. We, we've taken, you know, holy hours throughout the week. Um, father reads, that's a new thing this year too. Actually, we now have adoration from 8am to two thirty every single day. And parents have signed up for the majority of the hours holy and are cow. literally praying for our students all day, um, throughout the week. So goosebumps. that's powerful. That, I mean, Ooh. Credit to Father Reed for really, you know, you get taking the like lead that. on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so. amazing. That's all. That's all the time I have. I'm inspired, though. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, you, you guys rock, Addie. Keep up the amazing work. Um, and every month, friends, we, we have uh, a new representative of Utfidum that comes in. I know who you said. Ray, Ryland's going to be here. Ryland Jones, our new yeah. male coordinator. Ryland will be here next uh, next month. So that'll be Pretty exciting. Keep up the good work, Addie. Thank you. Will you pray for us at Iowa Catholic Radio? Absolutely. You promise? Yeah. That's the one thing about Addie. Whenever you <laughs> ask her to pray for you, you know she's going to do it. I have lists in my phone. She definitely <laughs> does. She's going to put us on there. 
Thanks, Addie. God bless you. Thank you. And congratulations again. All right, Deacon Tony, let's pray. I had it here. That's all right. (laughs) I had a great prayer. Then the gene came to the door. Okay. (laughs) Lord God, King of heaven and earth, direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought, word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us. Protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died.